Lightning Strikes Thrice is part of the Pitch Drop Podcast Network, please check out our Patreon page and consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. Listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a Final Fantasy 13 series game club podcast. This is season three, episode one, covering the mechanics and generalities of Lightning Returns: colon, Final Fantasy 13. I'm your host Chris Taylor, and with me is Matt Marcus, and I'm Fletcher. All right, who's played this before? I have played this game once before and did not beat the last boss, much like Final Fantasy 13 too. I am rolling through on New Game Plus, as always, because I'm the guy. This is my first time playing it, and I'm not super far in at this moment, but uh, I'm getting there. You're farther than I am. I have only done the tutorial day. Okay, yeah, no, I'm on, I'm on day three right now. That's like so far. That's like a quarter of the game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just be talking about. The mechanics and the generalities, like every other season, and I cannot find a segue, so let's hard segue <laughs> into talking about this Wikipedia article that Matt copied and pasted. Yeah, just talking about the development and background and bullshit. Yeah, you know, my, my thing. <laughs> I could so, blaze through the dev section if you want. How long do you think it'll take? I mean, like, uh, it's not going to take that I long. guarantee I could do this, depending on interruptions, in under five. You want to try it? You want to time me? I mean, we have a clock going. It's called a recording. Matt's Matt's gonna get butt hurt about it. Let Matt read it. <laughs> no, it's right. fine. No, is it? Is it fine? Because you <laughs> argued with me when I said this is irrelevant bullshit. You should delete this. Irrelevant bullshit? <laughs> no, probably could yes? be skimmed over rather. That's than... like copying and pasting the liner notes for a mute, like an album review, and saying, <laughs> "Oh no, everyone needs to know this." Look, IGN Look. just did that. Didn't you hear about that scandal? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did hear about that. But that, that they found more uh, more stuff by that guy that was plagiarized too. Like not yeah, just well, that, he's already that down in the gutter because his apology wasn't. Yep, yep. He's uh, he's probably never going to write again. Yep, probably. and I love it. Yeah, not that he ever wrote before. Got him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so production started in May of twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah. when the recording of this episode started <laughs> all right yeah yeah so production of this game started may in 2012 it was announced at a 25th anniversary event for the series it was released in japan in november 2013 and everywhere else the next february and this was actually the shortest development cycle of all of the 13 games and Part of that was because Square Enix wanted to keep the entire trilogy on the seventh generation of consoles. They just didn't want it to come out until, you know, they wanted it out before the PS4 came out. And so they Matt, pretty much. You should read that again and replace the word phrase seventh gen consoles with PS Wii 60. Okay. <laughs> with the, here, I'll do it in post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll take your voice line and just insert PS it in there. Wii 60. <laughs> He is V60. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, That's the one. There you go. Right. I will say I will do that, and then I won't do that. Anyway. Uh, You're going to be- cut all this out. It'll be fun. <laughs> no, I won't. You said the magic words. I know. Part of the results of having this uh, short development cycle is that things were happening concurrently that normally don't happen. And so, like, they were designing, say, like, cut scenes before the dialogue was written or before the designs were finalized. They were even uh, seriously revamping crystal tools in order to, order to make this game work because uh, apparently it didn't work well with open, open-ish that's why world games. literally all of the story is at the beginning and the end. Yeah, pretty much. For it's what it's a, worth, it's, I will point out the Crystal Tools thing was kind of a giant problem with that engine, and it was why the original FF14 was such a horrendous issue to load, is because nobody figured out how to use Crystal Tools for handy game design until a few mm-hmm. projects in. And I, and I think they abandoned it after this. This was the last Crystal Tools game, right? It was. The yeah. new FF14 does not use Crystal Tools, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah so, it uses the 15 thing, right? Yeah, so you could even, like, take this trilogy of games and say, like, Crystal Tools embodies, like, the problems Square Enix had during this generation. It's kind okay. of interesting that way. No, okay, how about this? Every time a developer talks about their engine that they made for a game and gives it a name... You know it's a shit show internally. Like Fox the last totally. engine. The Fox engine, yeah. Fox engine is great. How about the white engine? Well, the Fox engine is great, but the development but the development the white of engine, was a problem. Right? The white engine was uh the force unleashed. You know, mm. I think I own one of those, but I've never played them. It's I've like never. the ultimate B game. Mm-hmm. Ultimate B game is kind of my steez, so hey. No, Please, don't oversell the games you play. (laughs) Blade Kitten is a lost masterpiece, and you shut your whore mouth. Blade Kitten is a lost... (laughs) Blade Kitten is lost. Anyway. Alright, Matt, read this blatant lie that you pasted in here. (laughs) Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. The blatant lie? Well, yeah, they... Square Enix claimed, at least some of their management claimed, that Triace, uh, Triace is back... They helped with the graphics, and that's about it. And that's what they said they did in 13.2. That seems to be a complete lie. Uh, this game is like, triace as hell. But otherwise, the management has completely stayed the same, all the same people. One person I haven't mentioned before, the script and scenario writer, uh, Saisuke Watanabe. He was the guy writing all this stuff, so <laughs> if you have problems with the Why story Why do you need writing, a guy for scenario writing? That's what like, they do, Did apparently. he have, like, a flu when he wrote 13-2? He's like, I don't know, you get to a werba and do some bullshit, I guess. Look, given given how sloppy the script was for 13, you know, I think he was just gonna be no. like, let's just wipe the slate clean and I don't have to worry about even paying attention to that thing Think anymore. about the concept of having a scenario writer in 13.2 for, like, Awareba 300 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and, well, Awareba 300 was you just run around and, and solve, uh, you know, Denny's puzzles. Denny's puzzles, puzzles yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I could get paid to do that. Toriyama wanted to create a game centered around lightning to finish off her story. Kitase mentions, and I find this hilarious, that they mm-hmm. wrote lightning as more vulnerable because her previous stoic personality alienated players. <laughs> All right. Like, that's a real so, thing he said. <laughs> so I'm sure you're laughing at this for the same reason I am. You know how she comes off in this game, right? <laughs> what if we, what if she was 13 lightning times 11? You yeah. Know what? I, 
There I think is she's no <laughs> vulnerability in this game. She is a sassy bitch who is done with everything. I oh mean, my God. I think it's a bit of that, but also she has surprising insight into like other players' emotions. She just doesn't have much of one. <laughs> you know, she doesn't really have yeah. much of a personality, but she like can instantly read how everyone feels. It's very weird. You want me to walk 10 feet over there and talk to this guy because you're too afraid to. Okay. Yeah, she just, like, throws it in everybody's face. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's that vulnerability that she's known for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the game was designed to stand on its own outside of the 13 trilogy and does pretty well as a standalone, given that it basically eschews every bit of plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only reason there are returned characters is because they already had the models for it. Pretty much. They explain everything reasonably well, like, in a short span of time. Which actually, you know, when it comes to the backstory of the previous characters, like, I'm actually surprised that didn't get more long-winded, you know, given it's a JRPG and that tends to happen with <laughs> expository dialogue. No, that'll happen. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, it still happens, but it doesn't, like, hey, let me sit you down and tell you the entire story of 13. And they did it in a six-minute video. Oh, no. yeah, they did that, too. Uh, I'm going to put that in the show notes if I haven't already, but, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's very Saying good. Saying this will go in the show notes is a great way of guaranteeing it'll never be in the show notes. <laughs> that only happens, Chris, when you promise to send me a video or a screenshot of something, and then you're like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> in all fairness, I said on air, no, comma, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> all right, we have to get into this incredibly bonkers bit because I did yes. see one of the talks this came from. Yes. Influences on the game's design. These are all real. I remember watching the talk about this. <laughs> the time limit was taken from a combination of the Doomsday Clock about nuclear annihilation and mm-hmm. the 2011... That explicitly moves backwards! <laughs> well, occasionally moves And backwards. the 2011 Justin Timberlake Tour de Force in time. <laughs> That's a real thing they cited. What is that? <laughs> it's it's movie. the movie where people can like sell off time and so time becomes a thing where the rich are effectively immortal and the poor like give up their lives oh it's what if peter teal was a movie got it yeah that. yeah yeah and that's a real like the fact that you don't remember that film at all says a lot about it and how hilarious it is that they cited that on record as being part of where no, this game came from that that's not what that means. What that means is it says a lot about how much self-respect I have that I never watched it in the first place. <laughs> Neither did most of the world. I didn't see it. I just know by its reputation. I think I'm one of five people in America who saw it that doesn't have Timberlake as a last name. <laughs> well, <sighs> apparently it was popular enough in Japan with at least one dude to make a whole game around Toriyama. it. Toriyama. Yeah. The open-world aspects were influenced by Skyrim, which you heard a lot of Japanese developers say that at the mm, time. Nice meme. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a single open-world title that the Japanese do not claim took from Skyrim in the seventh generation. Mm-hmm. Or the... No, 13. They took... The, no, it's 13 too. It was Red Dead Redemption, please. Well, that was just for side quests. All right. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really open-world, right? Right? What? Right? I don't know. I, I would not know. I have not played a Rockstar game since, um, honestly, I can't remember. All right, Red Dead Redemption Vice and the Warriors are the only good Rockstar games come at me. <laughs> Neither of them are on PC, so it's not happening. Yep. I've only played Vice City. Why? 
Well, I do want one of those Coke mirrors, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. If you if you have to go with only one, I would say 80s as hell is the good one to do. Had a good soundtrack. That's yeah. true. You give me Phil Collins in a game, and I'm there. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that I wasn't there. Well, I mean, yeah. And this is where, if I were editing, I would be splicing in the drums from In the Air tonight. <laughs> yeah, the ones I just did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, read the most preposterous one of these. <laughs> and some of the battle elements were borrowed from Dark Souls, the stamina, parry, and riposte system. You don't even, you don't have stamina in battle, and it's not the same thing. You can just block. I mean, you, you do have stamina in battle. That's how you, you end up, you know, that's your ATB. That's your ATB meter, dog. It's the same, it's the same thing, though. You do a move, it eats a chunk of your, your ability to do moves. Yeah, how is right? ATB not slowly regenerating all the time like stamina? It's the same. It's more or less I guess time. I guess I, I guess I'll give it to you in that the default state is full and mm-hmm. not empty like usual with ATB. Yeah, which is really the only difference between yeah. ATB and stamina. That's true. It, they are the same that. thing. They're just a slightly different handling of the exact same commodity. Yeah. Well, not necessarily, right? Like when you do a, when you have an ATB game, every action consumes the entirety of the meter, not chunking it. Hmm. yeah Fine. yeah we'll we'll talk Fine. about it when we get to the the mechanic side how that how that works but yeah it is yeah it let's is not spoil different. this for 20 minutes from now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so squared this this part is unofficial influences but lightning returns is massively influenced and a spiritual sequel to valkyrie profile the original you played as the valkyrie leneth or lightning who was tasked by odin or odin to collect the souls of dead <laughs> warriors and you needed to staff odin's army for the coming apocalypse or apocalypse the game also had a time <laughs> limit that the player had to navigate before the game ends which also was not really a thing i want to spoil the time limit thing so bad for matt oh my god it's so dumb i mean i know that the hard difficulty actually gives you more time no, all the all difficulties right. give you more time. It's just the narrative justification for it is incredible. Okay. Yup. Can I tell you about it, Matt? I want to tell you about it so bad. Okay, fine. Mostly so you can leave your reaction in this episode and then cut out the actual what I say. Uh, okay. Do it, please. I mean, I, I own the game. I'm going to okay. play it eventually. Hi, this is Matt from the editor booth. Uh, just wanted to let you know that I kept in what Chris said here. It's uh, really only a minor narrative spoiler, but if you're really sensitive about it, you should fast forward about two minutes. All right, thanks. Okay, so there, there are only 12 days, but you get a 13th day, which is composed of 13 hours, and the narrative justification for this bonus 13 hours is... The days used to be 25 hours long, but oh. when the chaos came, an hour disappeared from the time mm. of d- from every day. Okay. And when you save enough souls, you get those lost hours back all in a row. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like you have to buy your hours back. It's just like in time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, God. It's the <laughs> Uh, the worst part is that cutscene is so long, and the first time I saw it, they said that, and then I'm just like, oh, F4. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, the, the funny thing about that is that that makes it even more of a... I did not know it was 13 days, and now there you go. There's your Final Fantasy 13 <laughs> connection again. Yeah. Like we said, it's twice as deep as every JRPG. It has two themes, the power of friendship and the number 13. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it's kind of total bullshit that this game is not, like, 80% tri-ace. <laughs> Doc. By help with the graphics, they mean somebody dropped a paper with their fucking server password on it, and we <laughs> downloaded all that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This may actually be the last time Triace ends up working with Square Enix, given that they were purchased by a mobile game developer afterwards and churned out the worst Star Ocean to date. Rip. There's never been a good Star Ocean, Fletch. There hasn't, but the fifth <laughs> was so bad that even the Japanese were going, what is this cost-cutting bullshit? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, Tri-Ace is an interesting studio. A new element to the game, uh, basically like the big system for the game, is uh, dress-up. It's called the Garb System. It's uh, just dress spheres. We'll discuss the Garb Systems in a bit in more detail. Area designs took inspiration from Paris, Las Vegas, Cairo, Costa Rica, and other areas of Europe. It definitely has a very different feel in terms of place. Like, you don't see much of that futuristic stuff. It's much more classical European. For the most part. Well, yeah, they're like on pulse now, dog. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> oh, my God. Reception to the game was mixed. Uh, most reviews praised the battle system, but were critical of the time limit because they're babies and the story elements because they're bad. <laughs> For what it's worth, the entire cast of Retronauts at the dying site one up at the time were all positive on it, which is what sold me a copy. Yeah, same. Thank you to Jeremy and Bob. And Kat. Kat's yes, also big also, on the bar. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, fuck you. I DM'd <laughs> all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right. I'll, never, I'll never be on now. So, in return, regards to the game, there's like a big gate, there's like a general gameplay loop. Uh, it takes place across 12 and a half in-game days, with each day being an hour of your life. This leads to the creation of an in-game timer for how much... What the fuck? Man, you can tell I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> so, functionally, you have a fixed amount of time to do... Gotta get this main quest done. Gotta get these side quests done. Timer pauses when you're in battle in the menus. Basically, anytime you're not running around the open world. So, and then you have the, the best ability in the game, Chronostasis. Mm-hmm. Which also will pause the timer for, like three minutes it's something like that does time really uh, it winds up being a lot over the course of the game oh a lot yeah does time actually stop in the menus i thought it was still ran in the yeah. menus no oh i've been doing this all wrong that would be awful that's why i you was spend <laughs> a lot of time in menus i know that's why i've been trying to minimize tinkering i just kind of want to keep going well, anyway well why are you saying yeah you can Ooh. you can 100 stay in the menus without issue it's Good there's like four tutorial windows about how I promise this timer isn't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, how miserable has your gameplay been so far if you're trying not to tinker? I don't know. Like, I haven't changed my setups too significantly. Like, I change out a garb or two, and then when I get like a good skill or a good weapon, I throw it on. But it Matt, really just depends on video games. Marcus reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I'm not struggling with the game that much. Like, I think. The only thing that's more confusing about it is just how, like, the, they rejiggered the daggers bit, because that's still a little, it still doesn't feel as good, like, as clear-cut as it was before. 
like I, I'm still like changing okay. out my loadout depending on the enemies I'm getting and what their weaknesses are. Like it's pretty much you know par for the course. Why don't do that? <clears throat> Why all of the enemies in an area are similar enough that you could do it once per area and then not fuck with it? Like you could have a generic set per area. Well, that's that's what I mean. Is that like if I'm switching areas, I or like okay when you say per enemy it makes it no, sound no, no, like no, 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 no. a behemoth spawns in front of you and you say oh shit gotta go into the menu and change all of my garbs and abilities i mean the only difference is like if you're kitted out for lightning for the reavers and then like fire for like the dudes in the forest you're good like all you need is that but you know if you go to a different area you need ice you need ice but also like yeah if you have enemies like that protoflorian where they switch like so often you kind of ideally you'd want a little bit of everything, but that's, you don't want to run around with a little bit of everything. Cause that's just eating up too many slots. You're not going to use most of the time. I mean, you can use them. That's fine. They still do stagger damage, even if they get healed a little bit. Mm, do they? I thought it would, that would negatively affect the stagger. What? No, hmm. that's not how it's worked in any of these games. You still do stagger damage. You know what? I never really thought about it. I just <laughs> avoided using this things that were absorbed. This is the third one of these, Matt. I don't fight things. Like, as soon as I see the, the green numbers, I stop using that skill. And then it, I never noticed that I could still use it technically. Each day, you're going to start off in the arc. You know, that thing from the last game that Hope was making, where you can fuck around. Mm-hmm. Not, don't undersell. It's the moon. The fake moon. It's, All right, it's you're the in the moon. moon. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that's not a moon. It's a space station. Anyway, <sighs> that's, yeah, that's that, yeah. You can fuck around with a bunch of things. You've got soul tree. You've got free loot. You've got hope, but we don't have jobs or cash. We've got plot. You can buy things. Don't buy things. You've got a bookshelf. At uh, the bookshelf. You can refight bosses because bosses are in books now because secretly this game wishes it was near. Why wasn't there a near sequel? There's been a near sequel since we recorded this. Once satisfied in the arc, you warp to Nova Crystallia where you can do quests, canvas for prayers, find souls, and get kicked back to the arc at 6 a.m. because God is a fucking shitty dad who has a curfew on you. What the fuck was that, Fletch? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was what? (laughs) <laughs> you know, fuck you <laughs> carry on <laughs> field uh, mode here's how you walk around you, you, why did one of you write how you use the sticks in these notes I wrote it because I wrote down everything a tutorial box popped up and then I forgot that well I didn't forget I just decided I wasn't going to edit this because <laughs> you're adults you can decide what you want to read or not like I did with most of Matt's notes Uh huh. anyway you can see enemies on the overworld, it's similar to 13.2, except you have the ability to get a preemptive hit on them. You got three levels. They hit you, you start with 5% less HP. Which is very bad. That's bad, yep. You run into each other, they start with 10% less HP. You surprise attack them, they start with one quarter of their health gone. Which Try is Try and surprise them. Mm-hmm. Also, as we mentioned earlier, you have a stamina meter, so uh, you can... This is explicitly not the stamina meter we were talking about. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm just doing it to dick with you. (laughs) You can't attack on the field if you're out of stamina, because that's how stamina worked in Dark Souls. As a result, jumping is back! And ladders Mm -hmm. and poles are also a thing, because, you know... We did not read the note earlier about how a lot of the costumes had to be redesigned to avoid Lightning's panties showing up on the camera, but that's part of the gameplay. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at a good joke I thought about, which is it's why I, it's why I ejaculate very quickly, so I can't accidentally attack my wife. I got to keep my stamina really low. <sighs> I'm very glad oh, mine couldn't man. do that. <laughs> Thanks, headphones. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh boy! Wait, you're telling me you attack your wife despite having low stamina? Don't you know your shit goes into the negative and takes longer to recharge? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's called a refractory period. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay. That's it. (laughs) Bouncing. Who wants chaos? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll take this. this. Chaos is a thing that exists. Ah. No, it's with it's a blue. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, Flesh just read my part. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you can read my part. I don't want to read this. This It's garbage. It's fine. Occasionally, you run into areas that are uh, like it has like a dark filter on it. It's called chaos, so it's the chaos creeping into the map. Capital C chaos. Capital C chaos. Proper down. Yes, it is. The monster stats in these areas are boosted by fifty percent. They have permanent regen, health regen. They recoil less when they hit you or while you're shielding. I assume. I assume that's what that means. No, when you hit them, like they they don't like do the little uh when they get hit. Okay, so they have they have poise going back to Dark Souls, and debuffs don't last as long. Uh, your buffs don't last as long, but you for all that you get better gill, you get better EP, which is something we'll describe later. And by better, we mean like from point two to like four. <laughs> it's significant, actually. Yeah, no, the EP economy is like the most important thing in this game. Yeah, it's just like real life. EP is the most important thing. Sure. And you get better drops. Drops are good. Uh, I, I have never really noticed that being really worth it. It's really just the EP you want. If you need to do any farming, do it in chaos. Okay, if you can. But the chaos doesn't seem to hang around a whole lot, right? Every time I go to a chaos area, I fight one monster and then it's gone. Right? Well, yeah, much like the thing where you can wipe out all the monsters, you can wipe out the chaos by clearing everything in it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like... It just spawns, and then it's like, oh, there's going to be X number of guys in here. Like, uh, in the desert, like, the chaos has, like, 20 dudes in it. Interesting. But, yeah, also you find these chaos seeds on the ground. You can sell them to an NPC for a whole bunch of money. Several NPCs, apparently. Yeah, uh, there's one in five. every area. There's one in every area. Yep. They, yep. Have the, they have the VV hats. Yeah. Hello, lightning strikes right. Listeners, thanks for listening to lightning strikes right. But did you know that the Pitch Drop Network has new show on the way? It's called Boku no Stop, and we'll be rewatching and discussing anime, starting with Neon Genesis Evangelion. The first episode will release on September 30th, but you can and should subscribe right now in the podcatcher of your choice. And don't forget, there will be plenty of answers along the way.
let's talk about the new battle system. <laughs> it's just lightning. You can actually move in combat this time, so, you know, positioning is a thing now. Mm-hmm. Your abilities are mapped to face buttons. Again, very Valkyrie profile. Yep. You can press them or hold it to just constantly use it until you're out of any EP or whatever stamina meter you want to use. Notably, one of those is guard, which, hey, you know, just like you can't hold your shield up all the time in Dark Souls, you cannot guard forever. Mm-hmm. And in battle, you switch between different combos of gear known as schemata. You can have up to three different ones in a battle. You tap LB and RB to instantly swap over. And it's pretty quick, so what you're going to do is exhaust all of the skills on one, switch into the next, and immediately continue your combo that way. Yep. And uh, also, that trick of waiting longer to switch into one of the uh, garbs, giving you like a boost of your ATB is still a thing. Like That's a thing that at least I try to abuse as much as I can when I'm playing. The other notable thing the game doesn't really tell you, but you can abuse the shit out of, is that because uh, combos are like three hits and then a finisher. Uh, right. Your combo, like what pos- point you are in your combo maintains between switches. Mm-hmm. So yep. you, if you abuse the shit out of your physical attacker, but that has the really strong finisher, you switch off and then switch right back in for the last hit every time. It's funny that it's combo focused because that's obviously something new. More, well, not not entirely new, but at least you have more. You actually have control over your combo in this way. I felt that the other games they were just kind of there. Like if you did a full string of attacks, you did an extra bonus move. Oh, okay. But now you can actually like pick that last move and have that. Uh, there's got to be a multiplier on that finisher of some sort. Oh, dude, it's huge. Yeah. Every schemata has its own set of equipped abilities, its own ATB gauge, so switch between them to target weaknesses and keep the offensive going. I'm pretty sure that is verbatim a tutorial box because I would never write that. (laughs) Inactive schemata recover ATB more quickly, so you want to switch when it's empty. Guarding is just like a regular-ass ability, but you can time it and uh, basically do a perfect guard and take almost no damage. And also, you can use this to guard break. Consumables exist, again, Still? That's my favorite health album. What, consumables exist? It's a joke that one person will get. I like health a lot, and I still don't get that joke. I was referencing the drugs exist EP. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's not... Fine. That makes a lot of sense if you think it through for a second. Okay. You have hyper-limited consumable inventory, like you start the game with six slots and items do not stack on each other, such that three potions takes up three slots. It's Kingdom Hearts rules. It's not true. King, don't, ever, don't ever say Kingdom Hearts <laughs> rules on my podcast. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts does rule. So you're only encouraging him, Chris. You realize that I have, like, within reach of me a, you know, keychain based on that series, right? I didn't know that, but I definitely had assumed it already. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. Given that you like uh, D-minus video games, it follows that you would be really into Kingdom Hearts. Sora Donald Goofy. Get it? Get hype for uh, for 3. Totally gonna come out, I swear. I am kind of excited about Kingdom Hearts 3. Man, you want to feel like a garbage human being. It's have the first time you experience nostalgia be watching the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. Here's the question. Are you experiencing nostalgia for the Disney properties or for Sora's dreamy body? It's for the Kingdom Hearts property. I was like, oh, look at that big fat guy that was in the Aladdin world. Uh, Okay, I didn't know if you were suddenly just like, 
Oh, man, it is Frozen World. All right. <laughs> anyway, so your HP carries over between battles, and you can recover your HP a few ways. There's an EP skill, Curaga, which costs 2 EP. That's pretty costly, because you only get... Well, I think you start with only 5 AP, EP max, right? And then you can increase it from there. It doesn't matter how much you start with. It's absolutely not worth it. The Literally, yeah. the only thing you use EP for ever is chronostasis. As much as possible, yeah. In an optimal playthrough. In an optimal playthrough. There are also consumables, like the potions we mentioned. You can also stay at an inn, which is inexpensive, but you have to pass at least one hour. Is that correct? Minimum one hour? Yeah. Or you can eat because there are vendors that sell food and the amount healed scales with the cost of the food but it takes zero time so you want to be eating everything you know like in real life the the guilt to time thing that they try to set up between eating or in is a completely false paradigm one of those is infinitely more valuable than the other so just like in sleeping dogs you should always have a pork bun in one hand always just IRL, just carry around a park bun. You know, I forgot about how deta- hyper-detailed the food was in this game, and that makes the weird fetishization of modeling food in 15 make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. So, in battle, you can select your enemy using the D-pad. Um, you can also, you know, if it's a multi-part boss or creature, you can target certain parts of them. Uh, the camera control is on the right stick, and uh, the clicking the right stick, the R3 on at least PlayStation changes also, the two camera, camera mode to either be your right stick does all the camera magic. Yeah. Let's talk about staggering. It works similar to the previous games, but you have to figure out a lot more turning combat into a puzzle. It's a waveform that goes from blue to yellow to red on enemies while you are smacking the shit out of them until finally they have a break as opposed to the full get this meter up from the prior games. When you stagger them, enemies take more damage and you actually get boosts to certain abilities as a result or you get longer effects from them. And a few enemies actually have multiple tiers of stagger. You can tear them down, which is the key to some boss fights. If you get an enemy to a certain level of stagger, you can get permanent debuffs in a few encounters. Uh, You have Overclock in this game. It's a EP ability. It's your big uh, combat EP ability. It slows all enemies dramatically, where you just basically uh, beat the shit out of them. Uh, Your attacks consume, like, this timer bar and not your ATB. Uh, It's basically Army of One, except for the ability in the game also called Army of One. Best used on staggered bosses, but ideally not at all, because it's not chronostasis and costs EP. You can also buy Libra Notes, in a shop now, and you should buy all of them immediately. Yeah. All of the time. It is just handy to have them on, on the ready, yeah. Yeah, because the thing about this game, I've ex- noticed so far that if you walk into a battle and you realize you're not prepared for it, the costs to get through it are really high. Well, yeah, because, like, your HP matters. Yeah, because your your HP matters, so, like, if you take too much time or you're taking too much damage, that sucks. And if you back out, you lose an hour of time, which is also very valuable. Yeah, you could lose an hour of in-game time or an hour of real-life time. In-game time. It's an hour of in-game time. Uh, you no, lose the joke re- was that if you didn't, it would either take a long time to do in the game and you would be wasting your life doing it, or mm-hmm. you could give up an hour of fictional video game time, which is the right answer. No, it's cool. Because we've done all of these RPGs, we get a bonus 13 hours at the end of our life now. 
Yes. Well, thank God. I can't wait to spend it like talking into a microphone about how I've wasted my life. I'll be the first person to monetize my death on Twitch. He died as he lived. Let's get. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's get these hearts going. <laughs> that has already <laughs> happened. I'm sorry. You won't be the first. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, who died on? Is this an actually a really dark swatting joke? Uh, <laughs> actually, that probably counts even more than what I was thinking of. <laughs> oh boy. So, schemata customization. Sick segue, Matt. <laughs> I mean, you had to swerve <laughs> out of that, right? Like, we were in a nosedive here. <laughs> Rather than hit the deer, we've gone through the guardrail. Yep, yep. So now we just keep on trucking. Anyway, <laughs> so you start by selecting a garb, uh, which provides multipliers on Lightning's base stats, and that comes with some abilities that are locked into your four button face button combos, and you can't move it around the order, you can't change it, It's it just comes with a garb. And you pick a weapon which has three stats, which is strength, magic, and stagger capability. Then you pick a shield, which affects your max HP, your ATB recharge speed, and guard damage reduction and then you select your abilities onto each of the face buttons uh except for the one that is locked that i mentioned before and there are four basic categories of these skills there's physical attacks magic attacks guarding and buffs or debuffs and finally you could pick two accessories uh that you know affect your stats or affect your you know status ailments or whatever there are two different categories i believe like they're not interchangeable there's like one that's like an accessory accessory. Yeah, there's like rings and necklaces. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There's rings, necklaces, and then there's adornments. Yeah, and then there's adornments, which are just, you know, cosmetic fashion stuff like from the last game. We need to say there's a lot of dress up in this game. Indeed. Like, you can customize these things to a mad degree. Color schemes, uh, you can start mixing and matching different bits of them and some of them. It's pretty fun, and if you are not playing Pretty Princess Dress Up with Lightning, you are not doing this game right. Oh, I definitely don't care about that at all. What? <laughs> nope. Oh, like, give me these fucking, give me the most optimal numbers, I'll give a shit how bad it looks, let's go. I mean, this game really, really is about, let's put Lightning in a micro mini. What are you talking about? I have... One of my most potent ones is her dressed up as Lara Croft banging a pickaxe through dudes' heads. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that one's really OP. This game just really likes to to put uh, lightning in, like, bikini bottoms and extremely short skirts. It's kind of odd. I don't know. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. fan of that part of it. But yeah, dressing up is, a, you know, there's, there's a lot. Of, you know what? They brought in the fashion souls. That's what they did. They did. Brought that over. It's still Dark Souls. It's still Dark Souls. Everything is Dark Souls. Lightning Returns. It's Dark Souls. <laughs> you know... Dark Souls, but anime. It's been a really long time, right? It's been like 60 years, but we can finally tell the royal teens that it's awful weebs who like short shorts. You know, I can't deny that. I mean, I thought the point was everybody likes short shorts. On the other hand, Daisy Dukes are very much a southern thing, and I think that's as far from weeb as you can get. <laughs> Well, the Duke boys was in a pickle trying to run manga between the borders. So does that make Sydney Southern? Isn't she wearing like Daisy Dukes or am I just making that up in 15? She is 100%. Okay. Bad dude. The Neil Sierga song is the fucking absolute best version of all of those songs. 
I don't think I will ever agree with that statement in any kind of capacity. Are you going to tell me that Gorgon Gorgon's Girls is not incredible? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that I cannot stand Neil Sisierga. Oh. Get, the fuck. Get out of here. That's a first <laughs> that I've heard. I will say, he is the most punchable looking human I've ever seen. The most punchable? Hmm. Dog. He's definitely a top ten. Dog, yeah, just Google, I would say top just 10. Google him and look at this picture that pops up. Like, I would put Stephen Miller top of the list right now. Like, at least $20 is going to fall out of his pocket when you shake him upside down. <laughs> oh, man, now I just want to beat him up in the Scott Pilgrim sequel. Thanks. Mm. Since that game is out of copy right now, can we all just, like, make unofficial fan sequels? Scott Pilgrim versus Five Guys I Knew Once? Sure, why not? Knock yourself out. Well, knock them out. But, yes! You know what I, you know what I meant. <laughs> and speaking of knocking other people out, let's talk about ability synthesis. Which is how you level up your abilities by sort of like in thirteen two feeding smaller stuff to bigger stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, that's it. Yeah, you did it. You can only level up to certain points until different story beats. At which point your level bar will be raised. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. New Game Plus pretty much requires you to do a lot of ability and item synthesis, but on the normal difficulty. Because this is pretty much just a hard mode thing, which they expect you to do on a further loop. This will never come into play unless you need to do a little bit of trivial min-maxing. In fact, it's almost impossible to do the uh, item stuff on a first playthrough because the drops aren't there. Yeah, you don't Uh, get, like, fucking the high-level shit until, like, the last day or two. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Because I've, like, mashed together a few spells and whatnot, but it doesn't seem to do a whole lot, and I just figured... You gotta do it to keep up with the power curve, but I guess not. Nope. Yeah. I really like the abilities here, right? In that, like, the the raw versions are not strictly better than the base versions. Right? There is an improvement, but you don't have to really fiddly tweak everything. You can still get by. Well, what I mean by that is, like, Fyra does more damage... And has a tiny a- AoE radius, tiny enough that you almost never get it, but consumes like 30% more ATB. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- this game is very good for min maxing, which is what I'm all about. It's true, especially since you only have the one character. Yeah. yeah. So, do you like, do you tend to favor the, the low cost single use stuff like Fire over Fira, unless you know you can get the AoE? On a middle garb. Okay. On the middle garb. Absolutely. What I'll tend to do is I'll have a heavy physical attacker with some debuffs because the, your mag stat doesn't really do anything for those. Yep. Like the amount to which it increases the percentage is not is negligent. That's my starter. Get some damage. Start the because stagger maintenance still exists, right? So like mm-hmm. attacking is still like your commando role, basically. Yeah. You switch yep. in, do a bunch of single hit shit on a very light defense but fast recharging garb. And then I have a very heavy defensive healing garb at the end with some big AOE spells as uh, finishers because they do do a lot of stagger damage. Mm-hmm. And basically, I tend to hang out in that middle garb and rotate between the other two, depending on what I'm doing. That seems like a pretty solid plan. And that's pretty much the goal of the game is to get you to where you have your three garbs set up so you know mm-hmm. what you can swap between. Yeah, and then I never change anything about them ever unless I get something that's just numerically better. There you yeah, go. yeah, and the thing is, every day you go back to the arc, you get 
you get new garbs. So like even if you're not buying every garb you you run across, you'll still mostly stay at pace with the game. Pretty princess dress. Up. Because some stuff scales by difficulty by the number of days you're in, right? There's a fuckload of DLC for this game, by the way. Oh, if yeah? you're playing the PC version, do not redeem any of the samurai shit because it's all mediocre and there's like 30 of them and your list will be ruined forever. Other than the Tomb Raider one. Can't you just sell them? No, because you have to scroll past it every time, forever. But it owns. (laughs) I was not kidding about the fact that I'm on day five and, like, pickaxing dudes constantly. I was responding to to whatever question Matt was going to ask me, and the answer is no, no matter what. (laughs) Do not redeem those. Uh, I'm not playing on PC, so... Also on PC, you can mod in a bunch of stuff that was console exclusive, like, you know... The heiress dress, etc. Yeah, if you want to do that. Like, really, all you need is, like, the cloud one, because that ability is really overpowered. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Alright, this is very low energy, because <laughs> this episode and this season will be very hard to discuss in general because of the way the game is. So, do we have any closing thoughts about the generalities? Where are we at? Are you feeling it? There's some things I like about this game. There's a few things that I am still not super comfortable with. I mean, the time limit thing, I know you keep telling me that I have way more time than I think, but I'm trying to play it as naturally as possible, at least like how it's presenting to me, which means I am booking it everywhere. I am chronos, you know, stasising whenever I can. Like I'm trying my best to be as efficient as possible with my time. Yeah, but that's how you play a video game. No, I sometimes I take my time and want to talk to every NPC and, you know, figure shit out and just... Why? Why Why not? Why would you talk to an NPC in a video game? Because sometimes they have interesting things to say. We're getting in all the talking to NPCs now before we get to the game that has none of them. Dude, they're like solipsism simulators. Why talk to anyone in a video game? You are the hero of the universe. I don't know. It's just something I do. I, it's something I like to do anyway. And it, depending on the game, sometimes that is actually rewarding. Like, that's probably my favorite part. Of, I was thinking about this yesterday. Final Fantasy Twelve. one of my favorite parts about it is that the NPC writing is actually pretty good. It's true. It's because it's an Ivalice game. Yeah, exactly. I think what you meant is because it's not voiced, therefore there's no cost to having it be good. That That helps. Also helps. But yeah, so like having the time limit. So far, there are times in which I feel like I... I don't know how to best maximize my time. And there are some points when I'm like, I have so much EP, I can spend the in- hours and hours on the same, like, 30 minutes of game time. Well, that's what you do. Yeah. You go do some side quests or whatever. Yeah. So, the thing I'm is... Captain Bosch von Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Hey, Buckethead. <laughs> so... In terms of the battle stuff, like, I like it, but it feels, the game feel of it isn't entirely there for me yet. I'm not entirely feel like I'm dominating the fights where I feel like I'm playing comfortably. It it sort of, there's... You're not going to. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's got a, it's a little stickier when it comes to, to battles. And I think some battles drag out a little bit long, at least in the early games so far, compared to like how... I will say the desert is the worst about that. Oh, is it? I haven't been in the desert yet. Yeah, shell lizards are so fucking annoying in this game. Yeah, and the thing is, it makes me want to avoid fights, and to some degree... Do it! There's literally no consequence to avoiding fights! The only exception to that is if you get a really good drop, which I've gotten two very, three very good drops. There's one very good drop in the game, and it's the sword from the behemoth, and that's it. And I got it twice. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I, I got two shard swords and it, it's awesome, but I, you know, it's making some battles smoother. I don't think we actually covered the genocide mechanic, come to think of it. No, we haven't. We should talk about that. Yeah, well, why don't you tell me about the genocide mechanic, Fletch? Uh, there's only a set amount of enemy spawns in the game, and when you wipe out 99% of them, the final one of that enemy will just be an Omega form, which is basically the boss progenitor of that race. Kill it, and they're gone for good. You mm-hmm. can wipe the planet clean of monsters in Lightning Returns. So it's like Dark Souls 2. What a nuclear take from Square Enix and that the final solution is the best solution. Uh, uh, Seriously, like, combat gets you nothing. Don't do it. Combat gets you a clean timescale. What? If you don't have any enemies to fight anymore, nothing will distract you. Yes, but then you functionally have less time. Not if you're getting more EP from the battles and using it for permanent chronostasis. Well, but there are no battles, is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's all a fucking wash. Like, don't do any battles, because your game experience is the same. I guess. I would feel like if you're avoiding too many battles and you can't chronostasis, then you're just burning through your time, right? Yep. Like, kind of. But enemies, like, bosses scale to what day you do them on, so it's not like you're losing anything because you're doing them sooner with the exception of the few that are day-gated, right? So you're getting there faster, doing bosses earlier, doing easier versions of them, with the exception of Caius, who does not scale at all. Yep, yep, I found that out the hard way. Yeah, that's a, that's a good fight. Best sword in the game. I, it, it seems like it okay. And it's pretty much, it looks pretty much like the fight from the DLC, just a little bit more complicated. And, well, except for he doesn't have the medic role, but it's otherwise, like, pretty similar but he just he does so much damage and the timing on some of those AoEs. I think that's one of the things I haven't quite gotten comfortable with is I can guard, you know, sword swings and whatnot, but some of these boss battles trying to pick the perfect guard time is pretty is a little tough because, you know, they're big AoE magic attacks. That's the challenge. All of the big AoEs are structured like an inhale than an exhale and mm-hmm. in terms of like visual effect and you block on the exhale for the perfect guard on the first hit and then hold it to semi-guard the other hits. Yeah. Or you could try and Daigo parry it, but don't. Don't do that. You could do that with, like, I did that with Noel, okay? I could, you know, some of his multi-hit attacks. Well, that's because it's fucking swords and it's visually telegraphed. That's true. Of, Here's a generic lightning storm animation that'll play for 30 seconds. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that that you guard once if you're lucky and then perfect guard at once and then you just hold it yeah that's that's what mm-hmm. you do it's fine but yeah so far so far so good it's a good game brent yeah it's fine i did i did like the tutorial day so far it's pretty good i forgot how much god talk there was and that's a little weird oh my god we'll get there we'll get there in the next episode all the god talk there's a lot of god t- god talk the deals the pope and much like the pope wants to annihilate the human race hmm I haven't gotten that far. I mean, we are about to do Xenosaga, where again, popes. Yup. That game has my favorite space pope in all of everything. I don't... Space pope is pretty good. I've come to the conclusion that space plus noun is always very good. The Mm -hmm. dude literally lives and travels in something called Cathedral Ship. It Uh has stained Mm -hmm. glass everywhere. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, he's a good pope. What I do you know. want? He he is very space popey. 
If for some reason, three seasons in, you finally decide to, you can get in touch with us via Twitter or Facebook at LightXThrice. In terms of plugs, you can listen to my other podcast on the network, Magamar Sucks, where we stack rank Pokemon based on how interesting they are. Did you guys know that Plusle and Minoon fucking suck? Do you guys have anything you want to share with the listeners? Uh, we should probably mention Boko No Stop, uh, the free edition. No, because I'm going to do the bumper and then you're going to insert it whenever. All right. Well, nevertheless, we're doing it. It's happening. For real. And I've been riding through the desert on a horse with no name because it's about 100 degrees in this room. Good, good America poll there. Dude, I have like a blanket because it's cold right now. It's pretty good. I will wear you like a skin and steal your life, my man. This is misery. Sam, I am so well insulated, you wouldn't believe it. I am sitting here sweating my nuts off in a mesh chair. Oh, yeah. That yep. sounds like a bad time. Yep. You know, leather chairs, despite being uncomfortable, never do, they never wind up just smelling like your nutsack like every other kind of chair. That's sense. <laughs> That's also true. It's nothing like skin on skin, right? Speaking of nut sex, that's all until next time, where we'll be talking about <laughs> day zero plus one of Final Fantasy thirteen Lightning Returns. Sorry, the other way around. Sorry, Square Enix, don't don't sue me. It's Lightning Returns colon Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, I was gonna say you did get that backwards, but then you corrected. Yeah, well, because who would want to put the name Final Fantasy thirteen hyphen three on a box? Nobody, apparently. Square Enix. Shit Square Enix, in fact. No! Even Square Enix had enough standards to not to say, oh, this is a bad idea. Let's call it something else so someone will buy it. It's the live-die-repeat of uh, video games. What a what a bad name! <laughs> like, the, the manga has such a good name! Matt, it's not a, do you know it's what not that, a manga, it's a novel. Yeah, whatever. Do you, know, do you know what the name of that is, Matt? No, I've not heard of that. It's All You Need Is Kill! What a good name. But it's okay. It's a pretty good book, too. It's pretty blunt, but, you know, it gets the point across. All right, goodbye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Ciao. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.